Welcome to Spark, our weekly inspirational podcast full of actionable ideas for strategically preparing your business and yourself for anything that may come your way. I'm your host, Stephanie Redcross West, and now let's jump into our next episode. look at your marketing, look at your business differently. So we had a couple of people say hello. It's great to see you, Debbie, as always. Glad you're there. And Victoria, oh, so glad you joined us as well. It's so much fun when I have people live on here. So if you're listening live, don't be shy. Say hello, because I'd love to hear it. Now, the reason I want you to focus on what you're doing well and what you're currently doing is because most of that marketing is already in place. You've already stayed up late, woke up early, you took a course, you learned how to do it, you learned how to put it in place. And what I don't want you to do in your business is get into too much of a habit of scrapping things. Now, there are strategies, there are things that we all do in our business that aren't necessarily working in our business. So we have to know the difference between something that's not working and something that's working, but can be optimized. So therefore it has a little bit of that juice or that opportunity to go up. Now I get a lot of questions when people ask me, but what's the difference? How do I know this is a program, this is a marketing technique that I should do more. The idea is that you're getting some results. So you're getting some people to sign up for your classes. You're getting some people to sign up for your course. You're getting some sales for your product on your website. You're getting some traffic to your website from your social media post. So you may not be getting what you want, the number of sales, the number of people coming to your site. But if you do see people convert, if you see people taking the action that you wanted them to take, then what I want you to do is look at optimizing it. Now, if you're doing the work and they're not taking that action, they're coming to your site, but they're not watching the videos. They're coming to your site, but they're not signing up for your course. You know, if we see that, then we might need a different strategy or different approach. But if you start to see a little bit of the magic happen, what I want you to do is see if you can do something to make it a little bit better, something to make it a little bit stronger, and something ultimately to take it to that next level. Now, the question I always get when I say this is people are like, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? And I want to talk real specific today. I want to give you some really specific ideas. Hey, Amy, great to see you as well. Um, I want to give you some specific kind of tangible things that you can look for in your business to do, because the idea is often that next great idea or that idea that gets you from five students signing up for your class, you know, 50 people signing up for your course. Um, getting uh, enough traffic to your blog, getting, you know, 20 people, 50 people, 100 people, 200 people, 500, 1,000 people to your blog each day. Those things or the way to get there is often from the tweaks. It's from you looking at what you're doing and making it better. So I'm going to use a couple of different examples on things that you can do and how you can enhance the current marketing that you're doing. 
All right. So if you're doing things in social media, as an example, a lot of us tend to use a lot of photos. We tend to use photos as a great way to show off, let's say food, especially if you're a lifestyle coach, especially if you do cooking classes, especially if maybe you even sell food or maybe you sell meal plans, something that makes food really kind of not only appealing to your audience, but something that helps you sell your product. Maybe your product is food. You sell a certain type of dish item or you have a restaurant. What I want you to do when I talk about the tweaks, when I talk about the nuances, instead of just taking a picture of your dish and putting it on social media, I want you to take a video of that dish. Not a long video, can be 15 seconds, and put it on a loop. And that video loop that you're doing may just show you turning the plate. It may just have you moving the phone over the plate or over the setting of what you're showing. And what happens is instead of you doing something totally different, what we're doing is we're taking kind of an approach that you've already had and by turning it into something more dynamic, turning into something that has a little bit more dimension to it, often what we see in results in social media, that video will outperform images. So what I want you to do is I want you to test that out, but I want you to test it in a low tech way. I want you to test it out in a way that doesn't take a ton of your time because what happens often is when I give these recommendations, next thing you know, people are trying to book the photographer and they're setting up a whole video shoot. And while that's awesome and fun, the reality is I don't want you to go that far. I want you to look for the tweaks. I want you to look for the nuance in what you're doing and see if you can make it better. Can you enhance it? Can you create something? Now there's software on most of our phones that will actually create those videos for you. Some of it is native into our phones as well as there are apps, an app called Boomerang that'll help you create some of those videos. Even Facebook has gotten into it where they create those like 3D images Anything like that where you can enhance your images, see if those get you an additional lift, get you more people clicking, more people commenting, more people seeing those images. All right. Now that was just a small example. And now let's talk about how you go bigger. Let's talk about how you can make your tweaks even bigger. One of my favorite things, especially when we're thinking about sales, I know for many of us, we're trying to grow our businesses. We're trying to get more people to buy our products, more people to sign up for our programs, or maybe you're on the nonprofit side and you're trying to get people to donate, get people to support, maybe even get people to volunteer. One thing that I think people forget to do is that they create their sales page. And when I say a sales page, this is the page that is designed to get someone to sign up for whatever you want them to sign up for. And what people forget to do is to add components to that sales page over time. So your first version of that page or the first published version of that page, we're going to call that published version one. What I want you to think about in your marketing is if you're starting to see sales come in, but not as many as you expected, then take that page, take that as kind of a, you know, as a, if you were an artist in a sense, that was your beginning piece of your canvas and think about how you can add to it. Think about how you can enhance it. So let's talk about some enhancements. Enhancement number one 
are testimonials. I can't tell you how many people forget to put testimonials on their sales pages. And when I talk about testimonials, these can be testimonials from students, from customers, from anyone who has used your product. Now, some of you may be saying, I don't have testimonials yet. That's okay. Think about two or three customers, send them an email today, tomorrow, let's say by the end of the week. And what you can do is ask them, would you be willing to do a testimonial? See if you can get, you don't need 50. You don't need, I think a lot of times we think we need like a ton of stuff to make the difference. Um, or I had this question, she's me, and I couldn't find the answer to it. Then what I tend to do is maybe add something to an FAQ section. So this is another thing you can add to your sales page. Having those FAQs is a great way to answer questions that pop up, especially if it's a question that you're not sure everyone's going to ask, but there may be a segment that does. So what we've started to do is add to all of our sales pages, many FAQ sections. There's like four or five questions that we tend to answer for people. So when I do those focus groups and people kind of throw out a question or concern or something that made them a little bit hesitant on buying, I can put it in that FAQ section. So that's another thing that I want you to consider when you're looking at your pages that could you incorporate an FAQ section to actually help people over some of their hurdles, all right? The other thing when you think about kind of a focus group environment that I do is when I ask some people is what would make you buy and what would make you or make you hesitant to buy after looking at this page? And I love to hear people's answers. Often, sometimes people say, well, it's just timing. I wasn't sure if I should sign up now or sign up later. Is it okay if I sign up later? And if there's a timing issue, what happens is you need a solution on your sales page for people who are your laters. You need a solution or something on your sales page to help people who are like, I can't do it right now, but I want to do it later. And what we'll do sometimes is we'll add a little box more towards the bottom of our page where we'll set a box and say, not sure if you can sign up now, but want to continue to hear information about future courses, future classes, future products, future promotions. We'll put a box on the page and a person can type in their name and email address so they can get on that future list. And that has worked really well, not only for me, but for our customers as well. Because what it allows us to do is when someone comes to our site and they're just not ready, but they are a potential customer, I can still capture their information and market to them later. And once again, this is a tweak. This is something that we're adding to an existing site that already exists as a way for us to get more lift to build our list and hopefully with the idea I have is to be able to connect with them at that later date. So my suggestions today are not meant to be the only thing you can do. They're not meant to be the thing that if you don't do this, you know, you won't get those lifts. The idea I guess I want you to walk away with today is to make sure that you spend time, probably I'd say on a monthly basis, looking at your sales pages and saying, how can I enhance this page? How can I make it better? Now, I know for some of you, you don't use the same sales page all the time. You're doing cooking classes, so you're doing a new page each time. But if you think about your cooking class pages, they're probably a template. They're probably a standard layout that you have. So each month, I want you to look at that layout and make a decision on, is there a way to enhance it? 
Is there a way for me to make this stronger? Is there a way for me to make things better and really engage people and think about where you can make those changes and those updates, right? All right. Yes. So there was a quick question. There's a question about what's the rules for capturing email. If someone inquires and expects a personal answer, but doesn't sign up for your email list, are you justified in answering them? All right. So for me, if someone asks me or someone fills out my contact form, let's say, for example, and they say they have a follow-up question, they just want to know um, what about this or how do I have this or they couldn't find something on my site or maybe they had a follow-up question about my course. If someone just asks me a question, especially via a contact form, I do not add them to my email list. Because in that process, they weren't really signing in or opting in to my email list. What I prefer to do is I'd rather ask that person and say, hey, after they've answered their personal question, especially if it was a personal kind of kind of support question that was sent to us, we will often include in an email in the response to say, hey, we'd love for you to join our email list so we can continue to let you know about future promotions and future um, um, opportunities that we have in the business. But I always prefer for people to opt in to my email list. I really prefer for people to do that, especially um, when they're signing up. So when I'm talking about that kind of box on the page, the key there is this is a box that is an opt-in box. This is a box where you're making it clear that a person is opting in and joining your email list. This is not a personal inquiry or a customer service type of request. So I hope that answers that question. All right, Victoria, thanks so much. You put a comment in here about... Um, having a professionally produced uh, video, but since then you've gone in person and you've done Zoom, so we need to address this video. Absolutely. Victoria, I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to put this on the page because I think that is a great point. For many of us who have set up our sales pages before all of this has happened in the world, before all of the changes that have happened in 2020, you might've had a video on your page, which is probably a beautiful video. And Victoria, I've seen yours. Yours is amazing. Um, but that video speaks to your classes and your academy being in person. So there's an opportunity to update that video and actually having something more casual, something in your home, and also what's kind of a great opportunity with those types of videos, and this I think was for everyone out there, is because things are going digital, it's so important in these videos that we add to our sales pages, in these videos that we create these days, to show and express to people how the digital or the Zoom session will feel what that experience is like. So not only kind of redoing these videos that help people understand when a service has transitioned to online or into a digital space, but also making sure that your videos help people understand how you make your digital experience amazing, how your digital experience is still awesome. It's not necessarily less than in person, in person, excuse me. And I think for a lot of us, we struggle because we miss those in-person events and we miss really seeing people and connecting with people and the travel. And I miss it too. But the reality is being online and doing digital classes, digital pro programs can be just 
as amazing, can truly help you connect with people. You just have to design them that way. And what's going to be key is when you're doing these videos, talk about that. Talk about how you incorporate Q&As so that people can get their their questions answered. If you do things like breakout rooms so people can have discussions during your programs, then let people know that you do have a breakout session or an opportunity for people to interact. If you have breaks in the middle of your training, instead of it being like five solid hours of training, but instead you do a morning session and an afternoon session, let people know and let people know why you create those breaks. Then you put breaks in there so people can grab food, they feel refreshed, they can come back to the session and come back in ready to learn. So it's so important that you spend the time making sure not only the videos, but even the content on the page speaks to the new experience and also speaks to how that experience creates a totally different transformation. Because I would argue for many of our businesses that the time we're spending on perfecting this digital space, it should not be wasted. This should truly be time that you set aside and you ultimately perfect an online version of your product or service. And therefore, when we are able to meet again, do things in person, you will now have multiple services, multiple offerings, multiple ways to grow your business by being able to offer in person. Now, I don't know when that's happening, so I don't have the crystal ball answer on that, but I just wanted to mention that. And being able to continue to offer things online because online does allow people to not only participate for people who can't travel, who can't afford to travel. Travel can get pretty expensive. So having that option for these digital classes and digital learning is amazing. And it really works when you really want to start to help people that are outside of driving and flying distance. People maybe are international, people who are maybe, if you help people who are sick and going through a health crisis, allowing those people to take a class in their home instead of having to get dressed and go to a class every week for five weeks can be a great selling offer. It can actually be a great plus. So what I want you to do kind of as hopefully inspiration from today is to think about how you can do these enhancements. Think about how you can make these changes. Think about the things that you can do that makes your content leverageable. Even something as simple as this. I just want to share as we're wrapping up today, one thing that we've done and one thing that's helped us ultimately grow is that when I do these sessions for you, I do them as video and audio. So what I mean by that is at the end of this session, I kind of go into a little bit of a mini portal and the portal asks me, do you want to download the video or do you want to just download an audio file? And what I do is I download just an audio file of these sessions. From that download, I go in, do a little optimizing, you know, fix some of the audio, some of the clicks and the, you know, little nuances that happens in an audio file. I make it a little bit sharper and then we upload it as a podcast. So therefore people who maybe don't watch these sessions live, maybe people that prefer to get their information and their ideas via a podcast can still access this information that we create. And the idea is as a business owner, I can create one video today. However, I can now service 
two different target markets. I can help people that want to be live. I can help people who want to watch video. And those are people that may watch it live or watch it later on social media. But by offering a podcast option, I have something available for people to not only enjoy the same content I'm creating here, but be able to enjoy it in an audio format because they're people that maybe listen to podcasts while they clean, while they run, while they drive in the car. And that's what I want you to do when it comes to squeeze marketing, not just enhance those sales pages, not just make those things better, but I want you to start to think about what you're already doing right now and how can you get more out of it? How can you take what you do and create an opportunity that the programs that you're creating, the services that you're creating, the free content that you're creating, can it be remastered in a way that helps more people? If you're doing videos on YouTube, can you take a 30-minute video and maybe grab out a 10-minute kind of segment And turn that into a segment that goes on social media with a link that sends people over to YouTube to watch the rest. So that way you're not doing a whole bunch of promotional videos. You're just taking a piece of one video, putting it on social media, and that'll send traffic to YouTube. And therefore your marketing is starting to support each other and support content that you've already invested in. All right. So I don't want to keep you too long. I try to keep you about 20 and 30 minutes. And today I'm right on the edge of that 30 minutes. So I just want to leave you with some of those ideas. I hope they're inspirational. I hope they help you think about your marketing differently. And I hope they inspire you to leverage the work you've done, to realize that you've already done so much and you may be so close to that next win, to that next big opportunity to drive more sales, to help more people, to drive greater transformations, to be able to give more people access to your content if you focused on squeeze marketing. So what I hope you'll do maybe within the next week or so is relook at what you're doing, relook at your sales, look at your social media, and see if there's ways that you can squeeze out a little extra juice and hopefully be able to increase your conversions, engagements, your sales, and your impact in your community. So with that, I'm going to wrap up today. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who has joined me live. It's so exciting when I have an opportunity to see everyone live here. Thank you so much for your comments. Thank you so much for participating. And if you're watching this as a replay, if you're watching this as, you know, maybe weeks or even months later, I still love to hear your comments. So please put them on the screen as well as don't forget to give me some love. We always love it when you give us those thumbs ups, those likes, those hearts, because it's a great indicator for us here that we are on the right track, that you're enjoying this information, enjoying these sessions. So I'm so glad that you joined us today. It was wonderful to see everyone. And I look forward to seeing you at another live session. Take care, everyone. Bye.